Yeah, so I have to ask that. Mm. I'm glad you did ask that. All over the world to gather together to tackle challenging relationship issues. And now here is your host, Shannon and Kinte. Hello and welcome to an all-new episode of Men and Women Talk, the Mars Venus Show. I am one of your hosts, Kinte, all the way live from Los Angeles, California, and I am so happy to, to be on an episode of Men and Women. Oh, sorry about that. I'm so happy to be here with you tonight. Uh, we have yet again another wonderful episode for you. All right. And let me introduce my co-host. It's the one and only Shannon. How you doing, Shannon? Hi. Good evening. I am well, all the way from Key West, Florida. How are you and how was your weekend? My weekend has been pretty, pretty cool. I can't complain. I mean, I guess I could complain, but who cares, right? I care. Tell me all about it. Oh, okay. It was great. <laughs> I celebrated uh, Easter, Resurrection Sunday. Uh, I didn't go to church, but I did celebrate it. And um, I, uh, you know, just had a, a, a good time. So I'm glad that I'm here with you, great people. And I'm looking forward to the show tonight. Yes, me too. All right. You too. All right. So let's introduce the panel. And of course, we're going to start off with uh, ladies first. Uh, this young lady, I believe it's her first time being on the program, uh, all the way from New York. It is the one and only Marisol. How are you doing, Marisol? I am good. I'm not going to say in yourself, as we already heard, but I'm good. All right. And, and for those who may have never had an opportunity or the pleasure to meet you, tell us a little bit about yourself. I am from New York. I have, I don't know, uh, three children. I'm an educator, and this is one of my first opportunities doing this, and so I thank you. All right. I thank you, too. Uh, I kind of got to know you just a little bit uh, over the last uh, couple of weeks, and you seem like a really cool person, so I'm, I'm looking forward to having you on the program tonight. Thank you. All looking right. Looking forward to being here. Um, so, uh, we were supposed to have a couple of other ladies on the show. Unfortunately, they couldn't make it. So it's going to be weighted heavily in the man, in, in the favor of the gentleman. So let me start off. Uh, I'm going to go left to right. I think we have a little echo. I don't know where it's coming from, but we're going to start off with, uh, starting on all the way to our left. We have, uh, our returning champion, Alan. How you doing, Alan? Doing good, doing good. And I think uh, that is coming from uh, you, Marisol. I am so sorry, then. I don't know how to. I'll try to. Do you have headphones? I do. All right. So you want to mute and just put get your headphones on if you can. All right. So, uh, Alan, tell us about uh, about your Instagram presence. Um, well, I have two Instagram accounts, but mainly I do have one called Newman's Hot Takes. Um, it's devoted towards um, motivation. Big guy. And, um, Go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. That was my fault. Okay. Um, it's dedicated to, um, towards motivation and also expressing the love for Black women. 
which is the key part of uh, that Instagram. All right. All right. Well, uh, tell us uh, how we can get to it. And we'll say it at the end of the show as well. Okay. Um, you can actually go to Newman underscore hot takes on Instagram and actually the same thing on Facebook. You go to Facebook and look up Newman underscore hot takes as well. <laughs> all right. Uh, also joining us, uh, is this guy's a podcaster as well. He's uh, reg- become a regular now on the show. It's the one and only Andre. Dre, how you doing, man? I'm good, everybody. Good evening. Happy to be here. Happy to join in on the conversation today, too. All right. And how can we uh, tell us about your, blo- your vlog? Um, um, togetherness podcast that I host with a young lady named Albany L. Riggins, a marriage coach, ba- marriage coach based out of, uh, I think it's Alabama, Alabama? Yes. Yeah, Alabama. And we do a, a podcast live every Thursday, 8 p.m. on Get Vocal. Uh, it also is seen on YouTube and Facebook simultaneously. Uh, I am an author. I am a, a teacher by day and a, a marriage uh, coach and counselor by night. I wear two capes. and a, um, Yeah, I just love uh, helping people. My, my, my lot in life is just to be a blessing to somebody. And uh, yeah, so I'm excited about this conversation. All right. And this next brother, this I believe this is his first time on the show, uh, mm-hmm. but we've got we've gotten to know him very well. And uh, actually, Dre got to know him a little bit uh, better than us <laughs> all. Uh, wait, that sounds kind of creepy. Uh, I'll let, that was I'll let, really strange. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really, let, really strange. Let, I'll let you guys explain that one. But uh, it's <laughs> the one and only Dedrick. How you doing, Dedrick? Pretty good, pretty good. No complaints on this side. Feeling pretty A1. Glad to be here. Yes. And you and Dre saw each other in person. You ran into each other yes. recently. Yes, yes, yes. Um Starbar in, in Raleigh out here in North Carolina. He um yeah, he wasn't expecting me to be there and I wasn't expecting him to be there. Oh, that's no. What's up. That's what's up. It kind of worked out like that. All right, all right. And uh, just so people know that if you are watching this live, either on Periscope, watching this live on uh, Get Vocal or YouTube, that the chat is on the right side on, in in YouTube, and uh, it's where it says "Say something." Let us know that you are here. I see, of course, uh, your brother um, uh, Anthony in or Sorry, free, bro. and I also see Mac Black as well in the chat as well as others, please let your voices be known. And uh, I see Carrie and get vocal. All right, so if I, I will relay any questions that we would have from the panel. All right, so tonight we are, we are doing a, a segment that we do about once a year and it's our moral dilemma segment. And essentially what we do is we come up with situations or we get it from, from uh, some, some source and we, you know, I've previously recorded. Uh, I previously recorded it, and I'm going to play it, let people see it, because I have the text as well. And uh, we're going to talk about these different topics. Um, we have quite a bit of topics that we're going to do, and I want to get everybody's take. Now, the way that we usually do it is, we'll start off with someone, we'll get the first crack, and then we'll let the panel do it. So, uh, you know, what we'll do is since Dedrick. Um, is his first time on the show. We'll let him get first crack at uh, at the first topic. So does it sound good? Yeah. All right. I'm with it. Let's go. 
All right. So here we go. All right. So the first one. Bada boom, bada bing. All right. And if you can't hear, please let me know. All right, here we go. Is it okay to give a guy my blessing to date my soon-to-be ex-wife? Hello, my name is Daniel. A little context for the situation. My wife and I have been separated for over three weeks now. We still live together and are headed for divorce. My wife has been hanging out with her single friends once, twice a month for a while now. She has a guy friend who has given her attention. Attention I don't really give her anymore. Before I continue, be aware this has nothing to do with why we are getting divorced. But since we've been separated, she's been talking to him more. She admitted to me she has feelings for him. I personally know the guy. He's a great guy and respectful. May not seem that way because of the attention he's given her knowing that she's married in the sense that he hasn't made unwanted advances or gestures. He knows she's married to me and didn't want to be the cause of our divorce. My question is, would it seem inappropriate or uncomfortable to reach out to him behind my wife's back and basically give him my blessings to date her? Or would that make things worse, especially if he told my wife I reached out to him or that it would be none of my business? It's this point I know I shouldn't be involved in her love life, but I still do care about her. All right, all right, all right, all right. I'm glad that's not my question. Man, all right. So, so, wait, that, that's, that's a bomb. That's exactly what that is. So he's asking, is it all right to talk to the uh, the, the love interest, I'll call him, <clears throat> behind his wife's back? That's what the question is. Is it okay? Yeah, he's he's saying that, you know, he does. He feels like that guy is a little concerned about uh, stepping on his toes, and he wants to just let him know, "Hey, man, have at it." So he's trying to be a, um, a quote unquote good guy and let okay. that happen. Well, that first of all, that's going to be difficult because he because he what well, he stated he still cares for the for his ex wife or soon to be ex wife. But I mean, if he if he knows for a fact he's a good dude, and you know he wants to. Genuinely wants to see her happy. I wouldn't say go behind his wife's back, but I'd say it's it's okay to let it know. It's you know, if you have good intentions with it, then you know, go ahead, step in. Hmm. Okay. That's, that's just my opinion. All right. All right. Anybody else want to uh, jump in? I see. Well, I'll tell you what oh, I think. Oh, okay. Please tell us. I think as uh, the as the bigger person, because they're not getting divorced because of this, I think it's totally okay for him to be like, hey, listen, I'm good. The guy wanting to step in and be like, hey, you know, I know she's your ex. You guys are getting divorced soon, but I'm dating her. I think that's actually big of him. At the end of the day, maybe they have, I don't know if I didn't hear if they had children together or whatever, but if they do, then that's something that, you know, the guy's going to take into consideration. This guy might eventually be around the children. It's good to know who's around them. Okay. All right. 
All right. Uh, what about you, Dre? I, I saw you uh, kind of made a face. Uh, um, they've been separated for three weeks, and now he wants to give. He want he. Now it's not even like the, the other guys reaching out. He wants to give this guy who's dating his wife that they're still living together with his blessing. That's messy. And yep. they only been separated for three weeks. Uh, now I, I understand his heart, and I commend him for that. Um, especially if he really cares for her, uh, he doesn't want it to be. He, he doesn't want it to get hot. So he wants to just say, "Listen, I know you're dating my wife," which I think is is weird coming out of my mouth. Like, "Yeah, you're dating my wife, and I'm cool with it." You know, just let you know we are getting divorced, and we're living together. Our kids <laughs> stay in the next room, uh, and we, you know, we have dinner together and all that stuff. But uh, I'm cool with you dating my wife. And so I, you know, just know that. I think if I was the other guy, it'd be weird for me. Right. Like, hey, I call him. Hey, uh, yeah, I just got this weird phone call from your husband saying that it's okay to date you. Um, <laughs> I just um, it seems. It seems now, I, now again, like I commend him for for being uh, mature enough to say we're, we're getting a divorce, and um, if she wants to move on, uh, she's more than welcome to. Um, but it's 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 hard to to. I think his best bet is not to get involved at all and let that relationship blossom the way it's meant to be. And when it's time, they'll meet. Not to, to force it because um, you could really risk the other guy getting weirded out by a girl that he's seeing and her husband, even though they're getting a divorce, is taking the initiative to reach out. Um, uh, but um, I, I would wait. Um, and, and if it's only been three weeks... Um, I wouldn't, if I was the other guy, I would never put myself in that situation. Amen. Um, we, you know what can happen. We have, we, we have in the get vocal chat room, Carrie's in there and she wants to know, I'm curious if the guy is gay. I don't see a straight guy being confused about this. Uh, he was vague about the reason for the breakup and since, uh, in insisting the other guy wasn't the reason. So, uh, I mean, uh, I don't know about him being gay, but that is definitely bizarre. <laughs> you know, that, that is kind of bizarre. Uh, he's a better guy than me because my thing would be, you know, whatever she wants to do, she should, you know, that's on her. Like, we're getting a divorce. I'm going my way. She's going her way. So whatever she, whatever her relationship situation is, uh, you know, that's something she got to work out. Yeah. You know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't get involved one way or the other. So. Right. Um, um, so uh, what about you, Alan? Do you have any thoughts on this? Uh, man, um, me personally, I'm not like you guys have been saying, I'm not trying to get involved with that. Um, but like Andre said, three weeks in and you guys are talking, I mean, that is that's a little kind of weird if I'm going to sit there and be like, hey, um, I know you're interested in my wife and I feel like you guys should just get together. I think you guys will work out real well. Um, for me, I think that would be a little odd for me just for the fact that, yeah, I do understand that they're going through a divorce, but during that divorce process, you don't know what could possibly happen. Um, right now, she might not be feeling her husband and he might not be feeling her, but then as they're going through the divorce process, something happens, they rekindle that fire, whatever that they lost, and they're back together. Um, it's hard to speculate since he won't give us an exact reason why they're getting a divorce, so we don't know if it's financial or someone got caught cheating or what happened with them starting that process, but for me, that's definitely something I'm not going to mess with. I'm probably going to back up and leave it alone. Um, I'm definitely probably not trying to stay in the house <laughs> while this is going on. That's definitely not um, right. something I'll be looking to do. So. Right. Now, Shannon, <laughs> Shannon, you're a bigger person, right? I can see Shannon going, you know what? It's all right. You can date my ex-husband. It's all good, right? No? 
Motion. Um, <laughs> until we have signed the ink on these divorce papers, you are still together. Even though you separated, y'all living in the same house. Very awkward. Um, by the way, um, yeah, no, I'm not gonna be able to do it now. If you choose to be with Nicole or Miranda or whoever, that's your business. But I'm not giving you my blessing for that. Let's get a divorce first. Yeah, it would be weird though to get that call, like you said, uh, Dre. You know, mm-hmm. from the ex husband, like, hey man, if you need, if you want to, if you want to hit that man, go right ahead, man. She's all yours. What she likes, yeah. Um, in this position, this is what really makes her, yeah. So it's, it's odd. You're like, you know, what's funny though, thanks? he said, I want to give the guy the blessings. So you, you want to give this guy the because he's still legally married, uh, and in the eyes of God, still married. You want to give this guy the blessing to have an adulterous relationship with your wife. Um, <laughs> all right, hey, if that's what you want, you know, but that's provided that you know they may be believers, they may not be, and then it doesn't really matter. But, but just because you're giving your blessing doesn't mean that they're going to automatically lead into it, uh, an adulterous relationship, right? Carrie, mm-hmm. 23 Car- weeks in, are they really getting it in? Right, Carrie, oh no, but look, they've been friends for a long time, now. right? Right, it wasn't like they just started dating. After right. weeks, they've been friends, and now um, they want they they've been seeing each other. So it's, there's some there's some history there, but we don't know the, the context itself. Carrie says once again. Carrie says he knows he doesn't want it, and feels bad because he's gay. Mark my words. That's the only explanation. So uh, yeah, I don't know. That might be. Who knows? She might be onto something there. All right. So um, all right. I think we we got through that one. Um, this next one, uh, uh, Marisol will get the first crack at it. All right. So you ready, Marisol? Yes. All right. <laughs> it's all on you. What should I do? How can I get him back? I've been in a relationship with my boyfriend for five years. During that, I had to live with my kid's father for two, but in separate rooms. He cheated on me multiple times. I had an abortion, found out he was with another girl and even moved in with her, which he promised he wouldn't do. I moved out when I could afford it. He and my ex fought because my ex came to the house and he was banging on my windows and et cetera. I tried to stop them. I found out I was pregnant again, then had a miscarriage. He got this girl pregnant and didn't even tell me. I found out four months later on Facebook when the baby was born. It was the anniversary of my miscarriage. I felt awful. My ex played me into sleeping with him. I did it one time and never repeated. I sent a couple of pics and stopped less than a week's time. Then I was fully committed again because I love my boyfriend. My boyfriend became faithful, even discussed a marriage date. We had signed a lease together. Then my ex sent him the screenshots of the video I didn't realize he took of us and the pics over 10 months ago. My boyfriend left, stopped our lease, and said he was letting go. Now he is saying he has given me a chance but we aren't together. 
He isn't sure if he can even get over this. He says he holds grudges and never gets over things and can't tell me what to do. Says he feels like he owes me this. Says he cares about me and the kids, but is angry and also hates me. What can I do? All right. Uh, one Loaded question. One second. Sorry about that. All right. So. Very loaded question. Very so loaded. after five years mm -hmm. of being together, two of which you live separate with her ex, was it? Yes. He cheated on her, had another baby, and he wants to come at her because she had an affair while they were separated yes. 10 months prior? Yes. Me? I'd let it go. Sorry. Honestly? So, okay. So, here's what I think, right? So, he had his slip up. I forgave him. I loved him. We continued to have a relationship together. We did what we, you know, we fixed things. We... I was okay with it. I still love him. I never said, oh, you cheated on me. You had another baby. It's over with. I'm letting you go. Instead, we work things out. We discuss marriage. We discuss getting a lease together. And he gets something from a jealous ex because the jealous ex says, hears that you're getting married to him. And he's going to be like, okay, you got to go. I don't think at that point there's anything you can do. He doesn't want to be there. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. mm. What about you, fellas, or or uh, Shannon? What do you guys think about this situation? I just think it's incredible. Like you're with someone for five years, but they're with your kid's father in the same house, separate rooms, albeit for two. Um, and then after these five years, your boyfriend becomes faithful. I'm so confused at what's going on. Everybody in this situation needs to be single. <laughs> the end. That's it. They all need to be by themselves, like Celine Dion. I actually agree with Shannon on that one. Yeah, that's that's a hot mess all wrapped up in one. Uh, yeah, everyone needs to go their separate ways, find themselves. Um, probably take a couple of years off before they try to get in anybody else's life, because that that that's a mess. That's a mess right there. Uh, yeah. Did it say how, how old the couple is? How old are they? Um, no, but they act like they're 12. Yeah. Well, yeah. Stephanie said she can't be with a man and he don't have a house to put her in. That's Stephanie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's it. That's yeah. I think you guys are all I agree with all of you guys. Like they, they don't belong in a relationship at this particular moment. There's a lot of insecurity in, in, in all that also. Um he's not trying to mm -hmm. be wasn't trying to be give her a, a secure situation. She's feeling insecure um and not doing the same. Um at this particular moment, neither of them are really good for one another. And um Very it's so weird how it's so weird how um uh guys view uh, um, infidelity a lot different than women. Like some women are um, very are more apt to forgive quicker than guys are. 
and um, he's like, you know, trying to, to leave at this point because um, an ex, I guess, sent pictures of found, sent him pictures of her, um, and, and some guys and some guys just have an issue with forgiveness. Period. They say um, guys don't hold grudges. Um, guys don't get emotional with grudges, but they can hold it. Um, you know, um, they don't need to talk to. They can cut people off and not talk. And and if you mention them, they don't have to talk about them. But women, it's a little bit different. They'll engage in conversation and hold grudges that way, and, and maybe a little bit more emotional. But um, they really need to all be um, uh, single for a little while. Yeah. Get their lives. Get their lives. For a little while, for a long yeah. while. <laughs> yeah, for a good, good long while. Yeah. That's, that's the problem. A lot of people do stuff like that. Um, jack up seemingly good things with other people. And then it's, but you know what? I'd rather them stay together than to go outside of the relationships and find good people to jack up and create more jacked up people. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Well, if they have children, they're going to wind up creating more jacked up people anyway. Yeah. I mean, the children <laughs> are already here. I'm just talking uh-huh. about don't go spreading these shenanigans like yeah. wildfires and germs. Yeah, yeah. We don't want them problems. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, you yeah. staying in a relationship, Kente? Hell, hell no, man. These guys are crazy. Nah. <laughs> uh, yeah, no. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. <laughs> I'm at the quote. I'm at the quote. Uh, get out. No, 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 no. Mac Black said it sounded like a good VH1 show. <laughs> it definitely does. Behind the craziness. You know how I many views uh, that would get? It sounded like a couple out of Utah, in my opinion. But you know. Uh, I I see Boogie in the get vocal chat as well as Luke and of course Carrie, who we talked about before. Okay. All right, so this next one, uh, brother Allen gets the first crack at this one. Uh, so let's go to it. All right, here we go. Uh-oh, if I can get my mouse to work. All right, here we go. My boyfriend never seems to be satisfied with me. Please take time to help. Hi, everyone. I am hoping for some advice on the relationship I am in. Here's some background. My boyfriend and I have been friends for about two to three years. We are very similar people, same interests, life views, and opinions, and similar personality. We naturally get along well. He was previously married and then divorced. He and he and his ex-wife have a five-year-old daughter together. Since this, we have been dating for a year and a half and now are living together. Our relationship has been a rough one. His ex-wife constantly calls and texts and uses the daughter frequently to speak to him as often as possible. The daughter and I have a very nice relationship. She comes to me for advice, copies me. We spend a lot of time together with my boyfriend and one on one time. I love kids and easily took to her and she took to me. So this is a great thing. My issue is that I'm very frustrated with my boyfriend's past life. I'm irritated. His ex calls constantly and even that she exists. I do not believe she's a good mother. 
So it pains me to be around this little girl who I truly love and know her mother uses her in the way that she does. We can't go anywhere or do anything without hearing from the ex, which irritates both of us. I am angry inside that he has been married before, lived in the house with her we are living in now, and had a baby together, etc. I don't know. It's just hard for me to swallow. He is constantly having new issues with this ex that creates turmoil for the both of us and has for the past year and a half. I've tried to be civil with her, but she is very much impossible. I try to be the best girlfriend I can be. I eat healthy and I go to the gym regularly to keep my figure. I feel like I'm constantly cleaning the house so it's neat and maintained. I buy the groceries and make all the dinner. In the good weather, I landscape and plant flowers. When he comes home from work, I greet him with a smile, a hug, ask how his day went. I try to be up for whatever he wants to do, and I encourage us time, us time and date time once a week. I am very, very good to his daughter. Take her places, buy her things, help her with her schoolwork and reading. Somehow, though, my boyfriend seems to be never satisfied with me. If we get along great for two or three weeks without any issue, but then have an argument, he acts like it's the end of the world. If I make dinner Monday through Thursday, but not Friday, he makes a comment about it. He expects a lot from me to watch his daughter when he's working to clean the house. He doesn't rarely do anything to maintain the cleaning list of our house, make all the meals and still be very positive with a smile on my face at the end of the day. I get very overwhelmed. I went from 26 with no kids and, and my own responsibilities to having a family basically and all these responsibilities. I am trying incredibly hard to do everything he wants and he needs because I love him so much and don't want to disappoint him. But it seems like it's never enough. When I get overwhelmed, I feel almost taken advantage of. So I talk with him about it and he gets angry, says, I must not want this life and forget doing anything. He'll do it all himself. He never just listens and tries to understand. He immediately gets defensive. We do go on dates and he pays and drives. He is sweet. He is fun to be around. He texts me every day, good morning, and we have a lot in common. However, as mentioned earlier, in this dreadfully long post, we are very similar. I am difficult, complex, and stubborn, and he is as well, if not worse. When an argument starts between us, it can seem to find an end. He gets so upset, brings up old fights, and gets sad and usually starts to cry. Our fights are typically followed by us recovering the next day by me saying, I will try harder. I apologize. When I bring up to him that I feel he isn't satisfied or that I am always the one making the effort to be better, he gets mad and says that I am sarcastic and aren't myself. I apologize if this is confusing. 
We have great days, but the bad days are bad. He says, I'm not as happy as I once was. If I take a step back and look at maybe why, I get that. One, I am not happy about his ex and how she is and how it always affects us. Two, I am overwhelmed by all the housework and the child. Three, I can't talk to him about how I feel and know he'll understand because he gets angry and turns it around. Is this a flexible relationship? I get insecure that he always finds something wrong with me and seems never fully happy. And that makes him even more angry. If you are wondering why his marriage ended, they dated about a month and she got pregnant, dated through the pregnancy and thereafter. But he always said he knew she wasn't the one. Married her because he thought it was the right thing to do. He cheated on her several times and they divorced. This makes me incredibly insecure. But he says, I'm judging his past and he would never do that to me. Thoughts on our whole relationship. Advice, please help. I'm at a loss and feeling hopelessness. Lord Jesus, that was long. That was a mouthful, yes. Yes, yes, yes. That was a very long one. Good thing I had my coffee to keep me up, Kente. <laughs> hey. I was like, hey. All right. Mm. All right. So uh, that was a mouthful. Uh, Carrie said there ain't enough housework in the world. <laughs> so what do you think, Alan? She needs to run. She needs to go this way. He needs to go that way. And they don't need to meet up ever again. Absolutely. Um, let, let's start with the fact that from it sound like she had no pretty much she was single. He he was married, got out of that relationship. Ment I'm not going to say she's mentally disturbed, but she's dealing with mental abuse, because whenever you deal with someone who can manipulate you and make you feel like you're in the wrong just because of how you are trying to voice yourself, you're He's borderline narcissistic. Um, just look at the fact that whenever, no matter what she's doing is not good enough. Um, not even getting on the point about the way his ex-wife is handling. I mean, I know she doesn't have a responsibility in that, but as a man, you need to check your ex-wife. For one thing, you have a daughter, so you guys are stuck with each other until at least the next 18 years, however old that little girl is. So that's something that does have to be addressed because there is a respect that needs to be in the relationship. Um, I can understand that she's the ex-wife and she may feel like she has certain um, certain privileges. Um, unfortunately, once you get a divorce, those privileges are no longer there. Um, you can't be coming and checking on somebody whenever you want to do it, whenever you want to call in the simple fact. She has issues because she's using his daughter to get to him. Um, he needs to address that. Um, it's unfortunate that the young lady put herself in that position. Um, apparently, as far as I can tell, she did. She does not have a outlet where she could have talked to somebody for the proper advice. Because um, sometimes, when you look at the you look at the fact that I guess him and the ex wife got together, then a month later she got pregnant, and then from there, kind of went it spiraled downhill from there. Um, 
you can have a oops all you want, but a child, that's a big oops. Once you have a kid, that oops, that's not something you can just erase and get rid of. Um, and when you deal with, I mean, I know I've dealt with somebody um, in my young age who had got divorced and had two kids. And that can be emotionally draining. And that's what two. And she's going through all of this. Um, it's good that she made a bond with the daughter, but she's she's losing too much of herself to deal with someone who is selfish in his own um, avenue. And he won't even address and admit that he's selfish because he wants to play the victim role. Cut. So if I was someone giving her advice, she needs to cut that off. I understand she may be attached to the daughter and she may feel like she's in love with him. Um, I don't really believe she's in love with him. I believe she's comfortable with him. Um, just because you're saying both of us are similar, that doesn't mean you're compatible. Offices don't always attract, but it's not always good to have the same person either. I mean, I can take myself for an example. I'm a loud person by nature. I know my temperament. I can't deal with someone who's equally as loud as me, as loud as me, twenty four seven. We gonna kill each other, like point blank period. That that's not gonna work. Um, she really needs to cut cut that relationship out. Um, and on the cheating part, I mean, not everybody I know that's saying wants to cheat is always a cheater. That's not always the case with everybody. But when you, he's already showing building blocks that he may be that kind of person just because of everything he is putting her through already as it is. All it could probably take is one thing for him to decide, you know what, I don't want to deal with this. Let me go find Shorty over here who's actually going to do stuff without complaining. So that's something she definitely needs to cut her losses and get out. Mm. All right. All right. Um, so anybody else want to uh, hop in on that? Um, were they, were they married? Yeah. Uh, no, they he was married to his ex-wife. Now yeah, they're yeah. in a just in a relationship. I don't remember. Did it say how long they were in a relationship for? Um, I don't, I don't know that they said that, but long enough to, to have some real attached feelings, uh, towards each or towards each other. Um, she was basically saying, you know, I had no responsibilities, but to myself. So now I have to take care of his kid, you know, clean and do all of this stuff. And, and, um, it's, you know, he doesn't appreciate it. You know what I mean? She's practically a slave. Right. Yeah. 12 months a slave. Exactly. Well, I think um, I don't know. I, again, I, I wish I had more context. I would actually try to get get into his mindset to see um, first how he views um, women, and then even ask um, what type of women was in his life growing up, because um, it could very well be that he um, grew up around all women and may have been like one of the only guys, uh, boys in the family, around a bunch of women or sisters or whatever. And had his way um, every time he caught a fit, uh, didn't develop any sense of resiliency at all, um, and which is why uh, he doesn't receive uh, what she says very well. Um, I think Alan said narcissi not narcissistic. It could be that, or it could be that he's just extremely insecure in himself. And he doesn't want to hear anything about himself. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, it could it could be that. So the, the way it sounds like she, she's not a this, this young lady isn't a bad person. I don't and the way she describes him, I don't know if she described him as a bad person either. I just don't think he understands what it means to be a, a provider, um, uh, somebody who who actually could love the family, care for his family, and he needs to be taught that because he may have never been taught that in the beginning. Um, but uh, on her part, I don't think that she assessed the situation in the beginning properly. Um, and I think. Uh, 
a lot of people do that. They go into a relationship with people with kids and they don't consider the fact that there are kids involved and um, you can't just get into the relationship with the adult. You have to have a relationship with the whole family uh, and, yeah. and the kids as well. Um, so what about if, the, oh, just yeah. about the ex though, because I mean, she was she's remember she spent the the first part of the letter going in on how mm-hmm. how miserable the ex makes them feel and how she's always there and she's always present and she said I don't I, she even said I wish she didn't even exist. Mm-hmm. You remember so uh, what that was her words, which you know you should shouldn't write that, but um, and then you know then it goes into how she does all this stuff for him. And he basically, you know, doesn't uh, he doesn't care. It's almost like, uh, yeah, you're supposed to do it. You must leave. That how she feels, or that how he communicated it to her? Um, it's it's her interpretation of by the way he acts. So I'm sure he didn't. He wouldn't come out and be like, "You must leave." Yeah, because the thing is, she's also she also talked about how um he would um make her feel affirmed by certain things that he would do. Um, sent text messages, I love you, and all that stuff. So, I think um, he's definitely he definitely has a, an issue with um, uh, relationships and and what role he's playing in in the house and what allowances he's allowing his ex wife to have. That's definitely needs to be addressed. But there's something there with her also that she's um, uh, maybe she's feeling a sense of competition with her, mm-hmm. uh, or maybe. She's overcompensating because she's around and he she feels like he's not appreciating it. And uh, he may be overwhelmed himself and saying, listen, I'm trying to appreciate it, but my appreciation isn't being seen either. It could be it's, it's, it seems very deep. And the thing is, it's often, like it was a lot, bro. So I'm trying to, like, compartmentalize everything that you, you said. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, um, my fault, Jay. When they're a part of. Um, a part of that where he was talking about his ex-wife cheat was cheating on him, or she cheated on him several times or whatnot. No, he said that. Yeah, that was the reason why their marriage ended was because when he married his ex, the crazy ex, um, mm. that she he only married her because she got pregnant and he cheated on her a bunch of times, and then that caused the end of the marriage. So, so yeah, I I, only, I asked that because he's pretty much carrying the the burdens that he had in his last relationship. In his last relationship into his or what is his current relationship so he hasn't even worked out his own issues and going into something brand new with all of that baggage so that wasn't gonna work from the jump yeah so he definitely needs to be they don't need to be together because she's about to find herself in a really really dark place mentally and if i could be semi-transparent um like one of the reasons why um like i've been separated now over 10 years and divorced since legally since 2012 and i haven't you know had uh, a woman in my house uh because i i need to know that uh, my kids are going to be okay right and i need to know that the person that i'm going to wind up marrying won't be writing a letter like this (laughs) you know (laughs) taking care of this man's three kids and he don't appreciate me whoa I, I'm definitely going to appreciate you, but what's with all the hostility? Like, I love you, and, and I'm trying my hardest, you know? Just chill. So I think that, yeah, uh, when you get in a relationship, if you're watching out there with somebody with kids, and you know you don't like kids, well, not saying that she doesn't, um, but if you're not in, into it and willing to accept all the responsibilities that come with it, then maybe um, that may not be the right position for you. 
the right situation. Uh, and that's just a, a thing of compatibility, and it's okay. Mm. All right. All right, all right, all right. Um, this next Shut one, it, this next one is actually for Shannon. Oh. Shannon gets this one, and uh, Shannon will love this one. Uh, I believe this is one of the ones you picked, so this is a good one. All right, so Shannon, let me get it. Sorry, my bad. Let me get it um, queued up. Shannon gets first dibs. Here we go. Let me get my mouse ready. Longtime friend, not sure about his feelings or what to do next. I met him through a college club. We hung out regularly with a group of friends. I had feelings for him and got mixed signals. We could talk about other girls and such. We joked with each other a lot. At the same time, we would get touchy-feely, hugs, backing me into walls, holding hands, tickling, wrestling, lying together. He moved a few, few years later and we lost touch. I reached out this past February. He moved back last year. I recovered from some personal issues and wanted to reconnect. I planned to send a confession letter, but agreed to meet about a month ago. We had dinner, caught up, laughed, joked around like old times. We didn't even realize when uh, our meals arrived that he paid for both, even though I tried to pay for mine. We walked back to his place and talked more. He encouraged me to talk and he really listened. We wrestled, pinned each other and fighting for control. He said he could tie my wrist with a lanyard and I was game, so he did. This led to him pulling out actual rope, a kink I was aware he had and he had and cool with and wrestling while he he tied my wrist. By the time we stopped, I was really turned on. He made an offhand comment about his clothes and I suggested he take them off. This led to us taking, I'm sorry, this led to us uh, taking yeah, uh, off most of each other's stuff and talking about sexual preferences. He suggested we sleep and see in the morning. We shared his bed and stayed close all night. And at one point after he got up, he pulled me closer and rubbed my back. The next morning we played around a bit. He told me he wouldn't do anything until I told him what I wanted. I'm a virgin, he doesn't know. And didn't know what to say. He didn't have much time since he had to meet a friend. So we just laid together for a bit. He rubbed my body very gently and didn't pressure me. We talked about meeting again after he came back from a few weeks of traveling. Since then, we've texted a few times. The last text I sent was on 425, asking when I could see him next. No reply. He's never been a fan of texting. I really want to see him again to figure things out. He's so hard to read. I'm so confused of his feelings for me and unsure of what to do next. What do you think? All right, all right, let me, you can 
probably figure out why I went to Shannon for that one. Um, <laughs> so, uh, Shannon. They some freaks. Uh, <laughs> as you can see, I, I did that all in one take. And, I, and I, I did that in one take, and I did not think this was going that way. Uh, I was pretty surprised. But, uh, uh-oh. So what do you think about this situation? This whole garbage. I don't. I think that I remember what was said. Besides the fact that she texted him last on 425 and what she hadn't heard from him again. Mm-hmm. When people show you who they are, believe them. Silence is a response. So move on. Like, I mean, it hurts. It happens. It's real out there. But move on. <laughs> Gary he, says he's gay. And with lanyards, zip ties, and ropes. Trust and believe that. So, next. He's married or gay. I mean, he was the one that brought up the whole uh, tying up with the rope and all of that stuff and doing all that. And then he just didn't go nowhere with it. So what's that about? What is that about? Why would you start uh, that? Like, <clears throat> like, that seems like that's punishing yourself. I'm sorry. Like... I'm my clothes off. I'm getting some. I'm sorry. Just saying. Oh, we went straight for that. Huh? Okay, cool. But I feel like <laughs> <laughs> I feel like he didn't it's not like he didn't want it. He was just waiting for her to give her give him the green light. And he not he not that type of person to be like, you know, he's not that type of person to make the first move. He'll suggest it, obviously, but he won't take it. Mm-hmm. That's just my opinion. And he didn't know that she was a virgin, so and she was ready to, exactly. She was ready to, to lose it. So she was looking so forward to it. Yeah, I think it's just a case of both of them waiting for somebody to make the first move. What you gotta do is tie up somebody that claims that that's a virgin with some robes and turn them on and then they'll release the cookies just that quick? I mean, sure, it sounds like rape, but apparently she wanted it. Yeah, I turned it on. I know, Marisol, I mean, if you go that far down the uh, the plank, that you got to jump? Definitely. And if he won't he won't make the move, then you make it happen. She, if she wanted it, she should have made it happen. She had the next morning to make it happen and instead just let him rub on her body. So I think it's a thing of not being comfortable enough to communicate your needs and your wants Mm -hmm. with that person. Because if I'm with someone and we are at that point, baby boy, you best be believing we are going way past that. And Carrie says, is no one here into bondage? I think there's a lot of bondage fans in this uh, chat and some on this panel. Um, but, um, <laughs> but uh, um, I, you know what? Look, I, I, I like to show up on time when I say that I'm going to be there, right? So if I say to a friend, if I say, Dre, we got a meeting at 10 o'clock, I'm going to be there. But if I got cookies... In the oven, you know what I'm saying? Dre, I'm gonna be late. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> sorry, Dre. I, I got I got some business to take care of here. So, like this excuse of oh, I gotta I gotta meet a friend, you know. I would we would get it in, but you know, I gotta hook up with the homie. 
I mean, unless I unless I'm about unless he's about to pay me back, uh, you know, a bunch of money that I have to have. Uh, yeah, I'm probably gonna be late for that meeting. We don't know if the homie was a guy though. If I know mm. I'm gonna get, but my other friend hit me up, uh-huh. and I know definitely I can get it from the other one. I'm probably gonna leave you there. Uh-huh. <laughs> so more of the story. He never is. said. He never said that was a homeboy. That's he right. just a friend. A friend. Good point though. He just said a friend. And let's be honest, especially in the culture we're in, a lot of people have these friends with benefits. Right. And rolling right. wherever they can go. So if he knows that he can't get it from her, like we just found out she hasn't told him she's a virgin, but like we've noticed, neither of them was willing to move, act out on what they was attempting to do. But if he knows he has someone that's willing to be tied up mm-hmm. and that one called, all right, I'm out. Yeah, but did it say that she was willing to, to to go all the way with him? Yeah, yeah, she was. She wanted it. She wanted. Yeah, it. she said she was ready. Yeah, I'm like, I mean, I understand the other, you know, the other situation might be cool or whatever, but you got a situation right in front of you. I mean, I'm, you know. Moral of the story is: closed mouth don't get fed. Pun intended. <laughs> right, right, <laughs> right. We got to see if that is a uh, that's gonna think no one should be. Tying up a virgin, he didn't know it was a virgin. So you know, how long have they? How long have they been talking? He, they known each other for a long time, and they, they really hadn't, they hadn't seen each other in a long time. They used to flirt with each other back in the day, and then now he's seeing, you know, they seen each other, and you know, they almost have this moment, and the moment only stops, and then he never talks to her again. So what's that about? So do you think maybe something might have happened? That put him yeah, off. Relationship. He's he's already in a relationship. He's gay. <laughs> I don't think so. You know what I think happened? Yeah. I think they have the talk where he he gave her the he dropped that little hint. Oh, I'm into this. She said, "Oh, I like that. That kind of turns me on." He presented her the opportunity to go a little further. She didn't because she was waiting for him, being that she was a virgin, and she was waiting for him. She said, he said uh, something about the clothes. She said, why don't you take your clothes off? That is, that, is, that is code for we're about to get it in. If a woman tells a guy, take your clothes off, right? Then the guys, uh, most guys are going to think, okay, all right. She just gave me the green light. That's the, sounds like the green light to me. That's definitely know. not the red light. That That's not the red or the yellow light. Like a woman that's not interested that wants to just cuddle, they want to cuddle with clothes on. Now, granted, like I'm not because we're living in a culture now where, um, uh, with the Me Too movement and things like that, so things are very sensitive. No matter if, if even if they're naked, and she says no, no is no. Right. So let me just put it out there. But how guys will communicate, well, how, how guys would per- perceive that if she's saying take off your clothes, he's probably initially going to think, okay, uh, maybe this is the green light for us to to have a moment of of sexual intimacy until she says no. And then as a stop. has a woman ever told a guy to get naked and that didn't mean it? I mean, I'm not talking about your kids sure, or, uh, or if you're a doctor. Can, can I give a little the man is married? I, I agree, Steph. I think he's married too. Uh-huh. Can I give a little uh so recently I was in a situation where we were both naked, and so until I told him okay, he wasn't gonna do anything. Like I had to give him that verbal prompt to be like, yes, we're good. Um, so maybe he needed that affirmation, like, yeah, okay, we're 
naked, but I want to hear you say yes. So you can't come back later and say, I never said yes. I feel that because um, it's a lot of people being accused of rape out here. Exactly. But you definitely don't want to be that person that be like, oh, I thought she wanted it because A, B, and C. I guess. Yeah. I don't know, but then he didn't talk to her again, though. What's the? I mean, that's the thing that he happened. Did he get any? Did he get married? Steph said it. This dude is married, though. He's in a relationship. That's why. But a married man who's gonna get naked and not get some? Wait a minute. He ain't coming back. Would would you lay in the bed with her all night and all of that and cuddle and all? That's not gonna play over well with your wife. By the way, baby, I got somebody naked, but I didn't get none. Let me explain something. Uh, guys are guys, right? Mm-hmm. If they have an opportunity just to even look at a naked woman, they'll probably t- uh, take that opportunity, even if they don't have sex. That's why guys spend thousands of dollars a week at a, at a strip club, knowing that they're about to see naked women and not get any. They they pay for lapses and still not getting any. So if, if if he's like able to see her naked, touch the body, and and get that, he's probably going to take that opportunity, even if sex isn't involved. Mm. Well, you better not tell your wife then, because. So- what, so if that's like your homegirl, what would you suggest she do? Should she just just move on and, you know, or should she try to get some kind of response from him to find out what's it? I mean, what do you think she should do? She should take the L. Keep it pushing. Yeah. yeah. I'm with him. I agree with that. Yeah. No Me Too movement doesn't mean women tell guys to get naked and when they don't want sex. <laughs> Uh, I like Carrie. She where she come from? Uh, she's funny. <laughs> <laughs> Carrie, you got to keep coming back. We got to get you on the show, Carrie. You funny. A lot of it is about women empowerment and them being able to, to get what they want and being able to say that's enough when it's time to, to say that's enough. And whoever it is, the male, need to respect that. And vice versa. Guys need to respect that too. Like, so. oh, Arrow is my cousin. Who's Arrow? Carrie, uh, she meant. Oh, Carrie is her cousin. Oh, okay. That's what's up. All right. All right. So this next one goes to Dre, right? Yeah. Dre okay. gets this one. All right. This one's the this one's a good one too. Uh all right, here we go. This one kind of surprised me a little bit. I didn't know this was where this was going. The famous line, we need to talk. Hi, everyone. I would try to keep this short. So I was seeing this guy for about two years. We hit it off very well. We were casual at the beginning. He used to ask me out with his friends. Initially, I would refuse. But after about a year, I decided to hang out with his friends. I got along really well with his friends. He did act up once or twice due to jealousy. That is when things got a little serious between us. But on our last meetup, he was flirting with another girl right in front of me, which bothered me. Next day, he texts to apologize. After a few days, I decided to call it quits with him, but he refused to let go. We left it at that. And two days later, I heard from him. He said that someone had sent his wife Yes, he was actually married, an email about the girl he was flirting with and asked if I was the one who sent it to her. 
I was totally and utterly confused. Long short story, I explained to him, it was not me. He told me to my face that he was going to deny every single bit that he ever cheated to his wife. He clearly was telling me that he did not want anything to do with me and that and that was his family was that his family was important, which I understood and I stepped away. He called me again after two weeks asking if I again sent more messages to his wife as it was sent from a profile that looked like mine. He was threatening me and I told him to get out of my life and not to bother me. I had not con contacted him since. It has been three months of absolute no contact. He had not blocked me on Facebook or WhatsApp. And then three months later, which was two days ago, he pops up 5 a.m. in the morning texting me this, we need to talk. I saw the message much later and asked him what it was about, but there was absolutely no response from him. I just needed to know why would he ask to talk and then disappear? I just want to know why would he ask to talk and then disappear? Is it to ask about another message that was sent? Okay. Yeah, that one was a little bizarre. Bro. Yeah, just a little bizarre. Um, first, she don't need to ask him anything. What she needs to do is block him from every kind of contact that she can. She wants she's she's curious. So she wants to know. She doesn't need to 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 find out why he's reaching out. In fact, um, he needs to be deleted from every aspect of her life. Um two years they were together and he was married the whole time. Right. <laughs> right. Married the whole time. Uh, he was jealous though, <laughs> and they went out together with a friend. He got really jealous, and then he was flirting with another woman in front of her, and she decided that it was over. And then he, <laughs> <I'm sorry. laughs> and then he hits her up out of the blue two weeks later, saying, "Did you send this to my wife?" Yo, what? <laughs> Yo, what? Your wife, first off, <laughs> at that point, she should have cut off all communication. That's what she should have did. At that, at that point, there is nothing more needed to be said. It's over. We don't need to talk. I'm not talking to your wife. I'm not talking to you. Um, leave, leave me alone. Leave me out of your mess. I'm mad that I was in it two years already. Leave me alone. Yeah. I want to be in this mess. Um, but... Um, I I think she still has some sort of connection to him because she's curious about what it is that he's reaching her reaching out for. Um, I think that she, and for her own sanity, she really needs to just cut him off altogether, altogether, block him from everything. And and she said, I noticed that she said he didn't block me. She should have been the one to block him. That should have been done. Mm -hmm. There is he, zero contact. Zero contact. He is definitely not going to block her. He want to keep that option open. Oh man! Thank you, Thank you, Dedrick. That's what he wants. Uh, you know, he he cheated two years with her, and mm -hmm. then she found out that yeah, that there was other women. And and the thing is, and what's funny to me is his wife is getting messages not about her, right. but about other women. You yeah. and that's my thing. Like I would I would sit down and talk with her and say, 
Uh, was that a jealous play and how that worked? <laughs> <laughs> that's my homie. That works, that's, that's that pimp mentality. You're my woman. You All of you are my women. And you guys mm-hmm. can't talk to anybody unless I give you permission to. Uh, but either way, I would I would sit her down and say, listen, let me, let's just paint this out. And and paint and draw it out for her piece by piece. Say, listen, this is it. Um, you were seeing this guy for two years. You called it quits because he was flirting in front of you. And then two weeks later, you found out that he was married. Okay, then I would ask her, uh, why at that point did you not cut it off? I don't know. Okay, let's keep going. Um, uh, so now you find out he's married, and uh, somebody's been sending him pictures and videos of him with another woman that's not you. How does that make you feel? Why do you still want to contact him? Or why do you still why are you still curious about why he's contacting you? Why haven't you blocked him yet? Okay, let's keep going. You know, you realize he didn't block you, okay? Um, and then he reaches out again, telling you that he wants to. He wants his his family is important to him, and uh, he he is going to stay with his family, which he doesn't need a family right now. He just needs to, to work his business out. Um, then at that point, I would say, why are you still keeping the the options open for communication? And I would just keep painting it. Eventually, it w- it would have to lead to her saying, you know what? I really need to leave him totally alone, and and avoid all contact. Um, it's, 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 it's a mess of situation. It's foul. I feel bad that she was in it. Um, and I think that she's drawn to the situation for something. Maybe she's, um, she, she, um, is, is attracted to, um, drama because some people just can't seem to, to want peace or be in peace. So they're drawn to being in situations that are full of drama. Um, but she really needs to, to cut all communication, all communication and move on. Yeah, how you how you cheating on your wife and but you jealous, but like of a woman that's not your wife, flirting with a guy that's just so bizarre to me. Um, but you know, you like gotta he, be, you yeah. gotta be confident or or insecure. Pick a side. <laughs> right, right, yeah. right. Yeah. Uh, Curiosity kills the cat, and that's what's gonna mess around to happen. Um, and all he doing is laying out that bait. And reeling her in, and she keep taking yeah. it, she keep taking it over and over and over. Um, now, if I'm not mistaken, we said that he had texted her back saying he's about his family, leave him alone, and stuff like that. <laughs> right. Okay, this is just me personally. I don't feel like he sent that. Oh, you think it might be in his wife? That. That's something a woman that's fighting for her relationship is going to send. I don't think he sent that. Yeah. I think she, that wife, the wife needs counseling too then. Yeah, I think the wife sent that. And that explains why she never heard nothing back when she responded back. The yeah. wife sent that. Oh, that, that was a good one. I never even thought about that one. Wife sent that's a good that idea. One. Uh, it probably was the wife. Yeah. Let's be honest. All of us have been in relationships. We know how people are when it comes to their cell phone. Mm-hmm. I've never been in a cheating relationship, but I've seen people who dealt with people in cheating relationships and stuff can go left real quick. Go from let me see your phone. You're not going to see my phone. So I'm going to take your phone. And then since I got your phone, I'm about to go hit up. What's this number that you've been texting? Talking about, babe, I love you. This and this. We need to talk. Yep. Let me go ahead and put my little two cents on there. See what's about to be said. Right. Yeah. Why are you texting Pizza Hut? You love him. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. She needs to cut that off. She needs counseling. He needs counseling. Um, like Andre said, he actually don't need to be in a relationship with anybody because you married, you got a homegirl, 
you flirting over here. How do you even keep a track with all these girls you're messing with? So yeah, work is enough. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> man. man. Did you leave him alone? I, they want to know, did she leave him alone? I probably not. She probably because she wants to know what she wants to know what he wants to meet about. So yeah. So and she's you know. gonna write him a text message uh, in a couple of days. Hey, you reached out to me the other day. Why? What did you need? Because she wants that. Uh, I'm hoping that she doesn't. You know, the, the block feature on your phone is really awesome, you know, and I think more people need to use that. You can block people in social media. You can block them all kind of ways. Now, I know some people will. Uh, oh, they're asking you, Steph. OK, um, you can, you know, uh, you can uh, you can use that, you know. So, I mean, if somebody's really crazy, they will, you know, uh, they will find ways around it. But most people, when you block them, they pretty much get the hint. I, That's I would like to yeah. yeah. I need to fix that situation. Yeah. That sounds like a lifetime episode right there. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Oh, yes, thank yes, you. Yes. Um, Audrey, are you here? Yes. Hi. Welcome, Audrey. Haji. Audrey. All right. When uh, when Audrey Audrey comes back, we will uh introduce her, and she gets the last one. So. Uh, hey. Right. So um, before before I do that, I just want to let people know tomorrow night on Get Vocal at 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 Eastern, me and Shannon and uh, Jen as well. She'll be joining us as well. Uh, we'll be okay. interviewing a African, a young African-American uh, lady who is a filmmaker. I'm sorry, is a, uh, a science fiction writer. Um, and uh, and hopefully her work will be turned into film. Uh, uh, Yvette Kendall. So that's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, it will be. Yes, yes. So you guys check it out. She'll be on Get Vocal. We're going to uh, talk. We're going to chop it up with her. And uh, that's at 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 Eastern on Get Vocal. So, all right. So, uh, Audrey? Is Audrey there? Okay, she's still on mute. And also, I guess I'll take this time to uh, give a shout out to everybody in the chat. Uh, pretty earlier, we had um, Melvin was in the Get Vocal chat as well as Luke. And uh, we have on YouTube, Jada has joined us. We have So So Steph, of course, Dedrick, who's on the panel, Danny Redwine, who was on Get Vocal as well. Uh, we have Free, uh, Dedrick's brother. We have Carrie Ann, which is, uh, it's a family affair, which is, I, we just find out is Danny's cousin. Um, also, of course, we have um, uh, Earl Hicks, as well uh and let me scroll up as well we have i know i'm missing somebody it was somebody named mac something was in d pulling as well in the chat and if i did not get you i apologize thank you so much for joining us uh tonight all right so welcome to the show audrey how are you doing audrey I'm good. How y'all doing? Pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty good. Yes. We what we're doing is uh we're talking about moral dilemmas. And I play the moral dilemma and then you will get the first crack at the last one. So yes. we'll play it on the screen. You check it out, and then we'll get your thoughts first. Sounds cool? Yes, that'll work. It's gonna be long, Audrey. <laughs> oh, <laughs> <laughs> you will love this. This one is this was picked by your homie. Super so, long. This is picked by your homie Shannon. So here we go. Uh 
Love Triangle. I went out drinking with friends. Robert and I have been flirting since we met a couple of months ago, but we aren't dating yet. The others started fighting, so Robert and I went and talked for hours and ended up kissing them. That's what that's all we did. When we came back to the group, Betty wanted to talk to Robert, but she ended up talking with me first. She asked me what Robert and I had done, and I told her we were just kissing. She told me that she had feelings for Robert, even though she has been dating Doug for over a year. And that's she and Robert hooked up once before she and Doug got together. She said she thought of Robert as her yardstick to compare other men, including Doug, and that Robert was her safety net or backup plan. She said that Robert and I dating was weird for her. She cried and seemed brokenhearted. Robert joined Betty and I a bit later, and Betty told Robert that she still wanted to talk to him. She, let to, she left to grab another drink. Robert asked me what I thought Betty wanted to talk to him about. I was confused and hurt and just decided to be honest. I told Robert that Betty has feelings for her, for him, and that she's not okay with us being together. I told him that I knew he and Betty had hooked up in the past. I figured he should have all the information and know <coughs> what I know. In retrospect, maybe I shouldn't have said anything. Before Betty came back, he said that Doug was one of the one of his best friends and Betty was one of his best girlfriends. I left Robert and Betty to talk and went home. The next day I heard from Betty. She had gotten blackout drunk. She didn't remember what she and Robert talked about. And I didn't tell her what I shared with Robert. Apparently after Robert and Betty talked, Betty passed out and Robert called one of the other guys to get her back to her apartment. Robert left right after that. To make things more complicated, we're traveling with a group of 12 friends to Las Vegas this weekend. I still like Robert, but I haven't really heard from him since the weekend. Do I need to try to talk to Robert about this? Do you think Robert is mad at me for what I shared? Is there still a chance that for Robert and I? All right, all right, all right. Okay, so Robert is a is a uh, a man that uh, both the the writer and Betty both want. So, uh, what do you think about that, Audrey? Oh, you're on mute, uh, Audrey. Everybody's on mute, except for me. Oh, okay. I'm not. Oh, okay. We just. Uh, where is the unmute? Take your mute off. Yeah, where is the mute button? It's uh, at the bottom. Oh, there we I go. Am, there we go. Now? Yes, All right, me. so here's the thing. Um, that's a whole bunch of craziness. Number one, it seemed like everybody's dibbling and dabbling in everything. Me personally, uh, Robert 
seems like he's just trying to have a good time. Um, if I were a girl, I would probably ask Robert, can we talk before we go on this Vegas trip? Um, a lot of times when people are drunk, they say what they really feel. They don't have a filter. They don't have anything to, even though it's what they feel, our conscious oftentimes makes us not say it or put a filter on it. But when someone's drunk, they usually say whatever they really feel, whatever they really want to say. So Betty probably was being 1000% honest what she felt about Robert. Um, me personally, I would try to talk to Robert before the trip, just so there's not extra awkwardness. Um, I probably would leave the whole situation alone, to be honest. I would probably try to get my trip because I'm assuming it's already paid for um, and try to get through as much as I can get through um, without feeling too awkward. But I probably would leave the whole situation alone, to be honest. I think um, it sounds like a whole bunch of just immature mm -hmm. people, to be honest. Betty's with Doug, but hooked up with Robert. Robert is friends with Doug, knows Doug is one of his best friends, but he's still hooked up with Betty. Like, it's just it's doing too much. Yeah. And on the episode of Jerry... Right. And sometimes when you're when you have like a little group of, of friends and stuff like that and people start hooking up within the group, you can have issues, right? That's nasty. Yeah. Well, yeah, it can be nasty for sure. <laughs> Look, that's nasty. <laughs> mm -hmm. I mean, like if you if you, in the family. When someone who has a person that they're they're dating and then but they don't want you to date somebody because they feel weird about it, that's kind of especially someone they've not really been in a relationship with, you know? Right. You know, I don't know. It's it's selfish of her to even come at her like that. And she got a boyfriend. Right. She need to be worried about her boyfriend, right? Yeah. Like, uh, well, I feel awkward. What about Doug? Right. Doug, forget Doug, right? <laughs> right. Poor Doug. Yeah. He don't know nothing. <laughs> so I get the whole girl's code thing. I was there before you were, you know, I still care about him. And this is how I measure everyone from, but she's with someone. So obviously she is not all about that. Robert and right. why should she even be approaching her? her oh, right. I'm, I, that's, that's my love. You can't have him. And why should it even be an issue? She shouldn't feel like she needs to stop herself from exploring whatever's between her and Robert because right. of Betty who's in a relationship. Right that part yeah yeah i mean i don't know I, I, let me ask let me ask the guys the question flip you know flipping it um if you were are the person would it bother you that uh in this let's say you were her but you know you're a guy um and you were interested instead of robert will say betty or whatever would you have would it give you pause that your friend had hooked up with them in the past For me, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. And you wouldn't even go there anyway because he didn't. He been there, done that. Yeah, I wouldn't. No. <laughs> He's gonna shoot up her club. Hilarious. Uh, what? <laughs> wait, wait a minute. Well, Don't just stand there and keep walking. Who just said about to shoot up a club? Shoot up her club. Uh, oh, Daddy, Daddy. <laughs> oh, okay. Her club, not the club. 
That went left real fast. I'm reading the comments <laughs> in the chat. Yeah. Hilarious. I don't know. I mean, does that bother you, the, the ladies? Right? Does it bother you that uh, that um, would you give you pause that a, a guy, a woman who's a good friend of yours, hooked up with a guy that you're interested in like a long time ago, like one time? What if it was like a one time thing? We don't do that in my circle. Um, it's just, it's just gross. Like, and most of my friends are hit in a serious relationship. We're not doing that now. Most of the people we dated in our past, we wouldn't want you to hook up with in no way. Like, there's a reason right. why this is mm-hmm. for a reason. Like, what if, it, some, what if it was no sex involved? They just went on a couple of dates. Uh, that's a little different. Is he fine? I don't know. Like, I, it, it, I think that's a little different. And I think you got to identify because they could have been getting to know each other. And that's okay. Um, but um, when, when you find out, you could be honest in the beginning and say, listen, yeah, you know, um, so-and-so and I went on a couple of dates, you know, and take it from there. But um, that's, I think that's okay. But when it gets to, to physical, um, that takes it to a different level, mm-hmm. especially for guys. I was just going to say, like, I had a situation, but this is like going all the way back to like high school type deal. And it wasn't necessarily like this, but it was I had a friend that had had a crush on this guy when we was in high school. And they never did anything. Neither one of them said they ever did anything. But then, like, after high school, the guy approached me and was like, hey, I liked you. I always kind of had a crush on you, yada, yada, yada. And for me, it was like, I told him, I said, you know, I don't know if you even know or realize, but so-and-so has had a crush on you forever. And so for me, it's kind of weird or awkward. But um, I talked to her as well and was like, hey, so-and-so approached me. He likes me. He wants to try to go on a date or whatever, whatnot. Are you cool with that? And it had been so long ago. We were, I mean, we were out of high school. So that was like a high school crush. So it was like, okay, cool. No, I ain't tripping about it. But there was a level of communication in there to try to say or see how everybody felt. And for me, it was to go ahead and say, okay, I kind of feel weird. Because again, girl code. If you know somebody's had a crush on somebody forever, yeah, uh, but it worked out. It worked out in the end. Nobody's feelings was hurt. I think it was just a, a mature move for everybody to sit down and talk and make sure everybody was cool about it. Key word: mature and communication. Uh-huh. Yep. That part. Yeah, I was in a, I was in a similar situation um, years ago. Where um, I had a coworker, and it was like you know some attraction there. Um, uh, but we, we I, I'm the type that like if, if we work together, we can never be together, um, especially if it's in a, a very small um, type of staff setting. Uh, I, I don't I, I don't want to 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 risk my job or her job. Uh, but she had a friend who uh, we started to communicate, and then realized that they were really close friends. Like they were like almost best friends. And um, uh, before I had a chance to talk to her about it, they had already talked, and it was um, a situation that was was cool. So we, you know, hung out a little bit, got to know each other, and realized 
that it wasn't good for us to be together. And I kept that moving too. Yeah. Funny, uh, Shannon, I saw your, uh, that you That's crazy because th- this type of situation happens all the time where I'm from. Mm-hmm. Are you because you live in a small town, though, right? Yeah, the, the whole county is small. I'm almost literally related to everybody. Raleigh? Wow. Nah, not nah, well, I'm I'm outside of Raleigh, Jerry. Okay. Yeah, it's yeah, it's ridiculous. Well, I mean, if you're in a small fishbowl like that, I mean the rules kind of change, right? Yeah. If you're if you're on Gilligan's yeah. Island, you only have yeah, but so many options. Anybody, <laughs> anybody's fair game, not my family, of course. Right, right. We, we that's not the state that we're in. Mm-hmm. But yeah, <laughs> no, nah, any anybody's fair game, pretty much around these folks. Right, but like if you're in L.A., New York, oh, yeah, whatever, different it's different. Oh, I guess if you're on Staten Island, right? It's pretty Staten small. <laughs> yeah, right. It's it's kind of like oh. Gilligan's Island. Staten Island's pretty big. Not <laughs> 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 you really got what's that? Key West. So yeah, Staten Island's huge. Like you know, like, <laughs> tell you, man, like just like just whenever I date somebody from Staten Island, they've already dated like three or four guys that I grew up with. Yeah. Mm. So you so know? basically the guy and girl code is tweaked in those places, basically. Pretty, so it has pretty to be much. unless you're dating outside and date twenty counties over. Yeah, yeah, we gotta we gotta travel around here. Yeah. All right. There's less than oh, six degrees of separation. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you're sorry. Uh, There's less than six degrees of separation in Staten Island. Right. Mm-hmm. All right. So basically uh, we we have no excuse, uh me and wait, where are you from, Alan? I'm in Orlando, so I don't have that problem. Right. <laughs> Right, right. right, we 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 can't use that as an excuse. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, but if you're here. in a small town, it's okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. I mean, <laughs> that's what they, I mean. In essence, that's what we're saying. Right. Okay. I guess uh, apparently. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I, mm. There has to be some rules, though. Uh, well, all right. I say, I say, morally, it's not. But because nobody really cares, it's really whatever. Mm-hmm. It's like the wild, okay, wild I'm going to give you guys a dilemma. All I'm right. going to yeah. give you. Oh, I got to hear this. And this is kind of piggybacking off of this. This is this is a me transparent moment dilemma. We here for it. Well, you already know. Uh, me transparent dilemma. Okay, so um, small town. This this is a small town where I am in, but it's still kind of big. Um, dating someone, or in my case, I was married to someone that knew a lot of people in town. Um, was a he is a musician, plays the drums, yada 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 yada, whatever. Um, once, uh. We separated once we were apart. Um, somebody in my inbox, they tried to shoot their shot. And the shot went in. And I said, cool. Now, this was not anything like let's go out on dates or let's do anything. This was like the code word was if I called and if I said I need a few moments of your time, he knew what that was, and that's all that was. Okay, so the dilemma comes into play is that 
Now, he and my ex-husband were not like friends. Like they never came to the house. Like he wasn't anybody that I knew of him interacting with, but he is also a musician in town. I was told that I broke code because as musicians, they know other musicians. And for me, I was like, this person has never broke bread when we were together at our house. Um, he did not come to our wedding. He's not anyone that I knew of as being your friend. Um, now for him and in his mind, he might've been like, oh, so that's so-and-so's ex-wife. Okay, yada, yada, yada. But again, for me, it wasn't about going out to dinner or dates or gifts. If I called and said, I need a few moments of your time, he knew what that meant. And that's all that was. So with that being said, um, I don't think I broke code. But you guys, you judge me. That means you broke the code, Audrey. That means you can't, no drummers, no Let no, me no Let me understand real quick. So... <laughs> He did. They didn't know each other, but they both were musicians. No, we're in a small town, so pretty much all the musicians in town they are played, familiar know of with each, each other. other. Oh, so we're acquaintances. Yeah, you messed that up. No, you messed that up. We acquaintances. Nah, I <laughs> see you. No, you messed it up. You know it gets awkward. No, nah, I guess to me, he's an acquaintance. Like, so every drummer in, in it, okay. So, every every musician in the town, in town. Yeah, no rappers, no beatboxers. Because they're no, in the same it, industry. Yeah, no. So I think I, I know what you're saying because they'll crazy. at any given point they will perform with one another, and and because that's how like musicians. I mean, it's possible do. that they could. Yeah. Or that and then they his his way gets awkward, Audrey. Okay, you're dating him, and he's no, playing no, the band. Well, no, they're not dating. That's just how. Wait, I'll ask this. Was your situation shipped? Um, no. <laughs> Did people know about you guys and, and know that you no. guys? Were no, no, oh, no. That, never mind. No, no, nobody. It wasn't anything where people knew. This this was, no, no. You this sure no nobody in his circle knew? This was and nobody. Your well, for me, I came out up front. And now, and, and again, me personally, we're divorced like that's i shouldn't even have to say anything or whatever or whatnot but it's like okay the question was asked so i'm i'm gonna be honest i'll i'll say it um what made him ask the question did you ask him um he said he noticed there was something different mm. with me mm -hmm. this code stuff is stupid you guys don't know what I we have a chat just with the panelists mm. and so uh, a few years back I dated a Delta we got very close but realized that you know we just not meant to be together right she's a Delta um, so for a little while I was a Delta boyfriend they was ready to give me the t-shirt and everything right 
Wow. Um, after we broke up, um, I told I made a joke saying that I'm going to go find um, uh, what's her name, Keisha Knight Pulliam, see if I could propose to her. She tells me no because she's a Delta. That's <laughs> wet. Right. That's wet. And is what do you mean? Is, she said, "Well, since we dated and we're no longer together, all Deltas are off limits." So I'm. I said, oh, "So wow. if I move to, to Houston, right? Right. Every chapter, all that, and I fall in love with somebody, and then she's a Delta. I I can't like be with us." She said, "Nope." That's how that's that's Delta code. You can't do it. I was like, right. what? What if I go to Uganda? Right. That's over for you. She's a Delta, so you can't do it. One person in Uganda that you know, I love her, and I still can't date her either. Like, nope, it's over for you. You gotta so take that early like people database of all the Delta boyfriends. <laughs> oh, you just gotta like a Rolodex. Yeah, uh, here's the thing, right? What if, <laughs> what if, let's say for, for, for argument, I wasn't honest, right? And I didn't tell. The, like I, that, the person I'm dating now that I right. ever dated a Delta, and we get married, right? She gonna divorce me because I was a Delta boyfriend? Like, well, that stupid code stuff. <laughs> so, in my opinion, for, in my in my opinion, yeah, for our situation, sorority, I can't date anybody a Delta. So for you, that's wild. So, in my opinion, with Audrey's situation, to be completely honest with you, I don't think you broke a code. If they ain't tight like brothers or whatever, they just happen to know each other. That's that's whatever. You know, you, you, you don't y'all don't they don't owe each other anything. You don't owe the other person anything either. Right. Now, if they were like really close, that's a totally different situation. Right. Dead wrong for that. But like you said, they they were just they just happen to know each other. So it's whatever. That's like that's like me beefing. They don't even know each other. Yeah. They're just in the same sorority. Yeah, true. Also, wait for you, Dre. I, I feel for you. Word, uh, man. There's some pretty ducks <laughs> out there, too. Delta women are beautiful. These are the facts. No. All facts, indeed. <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah, I don't think you broke code either. No, you didn't. No. I think it was kind of a... His feelings were hurt. Yeah, 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 yeah. He he said he noticed there was a change in me, so he realized somebody else was getting my attention, and I think that's what started the wheel going or whatever, whatnot. But mm-hmm. the thing is, is that, um, like I said, in in my opinion, we ain't never broke bread together. All of us. You've never been in our house when we were married. Mm-hmm. There was no, you know what I mean. It wasn't. No, it, it wasn't anything on my behalf. Yeah. No. Nope, you good. You all right. Here. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for sharing that with us. Uh, <laughs> you're, you're welcome. And uh that was this was a great episode. We had a yeah. I had a lot of fun. I want to start out with the ladies first. We'll start off with, we'll start off with you, Marisol. How can we get you on social media? Is she frozen? Marisol? She freeze? I think she is frozen. Okay, that what a great setup. What a great setup in all right. So let's go to Audrey. Audrey, how can we get you on social media and all that good stuff? Um what I don't even know. Audrey. I think it's Audrey Whitaker Bynum on Facebook. I think it's Audrey Whitaker on Instagram. Correct. All, right. All of that. All right. 
Marisol, let's try it again. How can we get yes. you in social media and all that good stuff? Uh, Latina NYC is pretty much how I could be found anywhere. Um, on Facebook, it's Mary Cruz. On Instagram, it's Latina NYC Zero. All right. Thank you. Thank you so much. All right. Let's do the fellas. Uh, we're going to start off with you, Alan. How can people get you on social media? And once again, tell us about your Instagram. Okay. So you can find me on Instagram at Newman underscore hot takes. Um, it's basically an inspiration and motivational page um, that I have created. It is geared to not just motivate and provide inspiration, but it's also geared toward clips on why I love our black women. Um, you can also find me on Facebook at Newman underscore hot takes as well. Or you can find my regular page at Alan Newman Jr. on Facebook as well. And I, I can I can definitely say that his Instagram account is awesome and it's very positive, uplifting stuff. So definitely check him out. Check him out. All right, Dre, how can we get you in social media and tell us what's the next vlog? When's the next vlog and your show? <laughs> the next vlog. So my social media, uh, you can hit me up. Uh, on... I just saw what you said. I just saw what you said. My bad. What happened? I just saw the little preacher comment. I'm not paying you no attention. Audrey's name is dope. Like it sounds like she's, you know, she could preach sermons and probably. Probably. <laughs> yeah. Like she write books and all that. Uh, I'm just off your, the name. So um, you can hit me up on Instagram at Andre underscore D underscore Harrison on Facebook at the Andre dot D dot Harrison and on Twitter at Andre D Harrison. And every Thursday I have a podcast that is live on get vocal uh, YouTube and Facebook.com. Uh, it's a togetherness podcast where we talk about life, marriage and relationships uh, with my co-host Albany L Riggins. Um, today's this week's show will be airing eight o'clock live, so please make sure you guys tune in, send us your questions, and and join us in the conversation as well. The next vlog I'm editing now is probably going to be up soon. I'm going to do a Q and A with my sons, so they will be answering questions that about me that people on social media are asking my sons to answer. That'll be good. So it'll be embarrassing. <laughs> yes, I can't wait to check it out, and also. Once again, too, with Dre, his content is amazing and it's very uplifting and, you know, no, no griminess at all. It's really cool stuff. So big shout out to Dre and dead. Uh, yes. How can people get you on social media and stuff? And um, and um, thank you once again, too, for doing the show's first timer. You and Mark. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, well, my phone number is now I'm playing my um, my my IG and my snap. I'm sorry, my IG and my Twitter is dead underscore no underscore a dead D E D. No, okay, cool. So uh Snapchat is King Dead. I'm not sure if it's King underscore dead or just King. It is King underscore dead. And Facebook is Dedrick Williams, D-E-D-R-I-C-K, last name Williams. All right. And last but not least, Shannon. Um, I am on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, Shannon. And then forward like the president, hyphen Jefferson, like the president. Um, and that's it. You can follow me on any of those. I'm back, but I'll try. I'll do better. 
And if you wanted a, a double dose of Shannon tomorrow, make sure <laughs> 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 Eastern, we'll be interviewing uh, sci-fi writer uh, Yvette Kendall, uh, a sister who's a very talented writer, and we're going to be chopping it up with her on Get Vocal. So ch uh, definitely check that out. You can get me at Kente F. Of course, the website is IndieRadio.org. That's I-N-D-Y Radio.org. We'll catch you next time. Peace. Bye. I was like, can you hurry up and get us off live? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I cannot hold this fuck. Kente, those don't don't get any more that long like that no more. Like yeah. what's like what in the world? I know. She had, a, she had a lot on her mind, man. I, mean, I, I forgot to say I was gonna be on Dr. Vibe's show on Wednesday. But oh, oh well, okay. I'll do that tomorrow. Yes. <clears throat> so the triple threat is real. Shannon, three three days in a row. Three days in a row. Triple three times in a row. Awesome. Yes. All right. Thank you, everybody. What happened? Oh, you gotta be kidding me. I'm gonna have to re shit. Shit, shit, shit. Middle East Mike. Is that uh Mike Mike? And feel free anybody jump in. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, that's Mike. You already know he 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 being fancy. Yeah. We gotta talk yeah. about fancy colognes and he wanna switch his whole profile picture up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They they got them one percenter. Come on, man! I have to save up, man. <laughs> what was that? Uh, what was that stuff that? Uh, was it? Uh, was it uh, Steph that was talking about the one that was real expensive? Her, um, Steph and um, and Mike. Mm. Yeah, I'm like, man. Armani, um, Giorgio Armani. I don't even know how to pronounce this in real life. I <laughs> know, right? I'm like, man. That's how I know I can't afford it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's homage, homage. Yeah, your yeah, your brother was awesome. Yeah, man. He did his he held it down. He did his thing out there. Where'd you get these stories from? That was my original question. Where did these stories get? Are these